0: everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we're here, we're finally back on our Monday night Nitro uh, reactions. Uh, picking uh, right, where we, right where we left off on episode 11 and 12. Um, yeah, Nitro, episode 11 and 12. Uh, we've been, like two pay-per-views, what was it? Uh, Fall Brawl and Halloween Havoc?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's the upcoming
0: it. one, should be uh, World of War Three. Yeah, that's uh, what I was
1: thinking about.
0: And uh, if you guys would like to follow along with us and watch these uh episodes as they're as we watch them, you can go under Peacock and uh, go under episode 11 and 12. And if you want to know what time stamp we're at, we'll tell you guys. Uh, if you know how Peacock, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of website out there, or some kind of YouTube, something mm-hmm. that has these matches.
1: Uh yeah, I'm sure of it.
0: But yeah, um, I'm ready to go when you are.
1: All right. Going
0: into it. I'm pressing play now. Here we go. This intro never gets old.
1: No, it doesn't. Very nostalgic.
0: Am I coming in okay?
1: Yeah, you're coming in fine. Right. My peacock's just my peacock's just going slow.
0: <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. This is where this one was at. I wonder where this was at. I don't know what arena it was. Who I know where they're at. It's right across the street from my daily's place, where AW goes. Yeah, I forget what it's called though. I, oh, Greg, I got in. a commercial. <laughs> I'll pause it. Pause the commercial break. Uh, there's a lot of comments. Gina, Bob's. Uh, thanks for watching, Jenna. Uh, I haven't seen you yeah, on here. Thank thanks you. for watching. I wish Eddie could have met. Yeah, that would have. That like that'd have been really good. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and Andrade.
1: That would have been awesome. I could see Eddie managing him.
0: Monday Nitro, Josh. Barrett. Uh you guys think if, do you guys think if Russo wouldn't have got involved in you wouldn't have got involved, D you would still be around. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Because Eric Bischoff was throwing a lot of money around.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean it wasn't really on it really really wasn't in on um, good standings before, you know, Russo came along. I mean, he didn't I don't think he made it any any better than it was.
0: I think some things may have turned out differently, but it still would have been out of business probably. 'Cause yeah. they were like they were headed for doom. Like spend yeah. money left and right. And, uh so they the and, and, money
1: right? Right. And once they had the new shareholders, they didn't want to have their they didn't want to have wrestling on their on TNT any longer once they took over. So I think that was yeah. part of the AOL deal and stuff like that. All right, I think That's I'm like, ready. All
0: right. I'm point. Uh, what 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 a time snap are you at?
1: Uh right now I'm at Right now, I'm at 32 seconds, and then they're just now coming in. The fireworks are going off.
0: All right, I think we're Corey. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad they're back too. Um uh, I hope to continue this the Monday. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: Super dog. Well, he's trying to remember the that. name
1: of. I'm trying to remember the name of Mongo McMichael's dog. I can't. Like, it just seems to.
0: Bobby Hedon's already got that look on his face that he's already done. <laughs> he's already. done.
1: Bobby in some of the best parts of the show, man.
0: I remember I was the last. Was it Halloween Havoc and yeah, the Giant beat up on Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and he said, uh, "He said, like, 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 it couldn't happen to two better people." Yeah, clapping. that was a great line. This uh, episode's main event. Well, I don't know if it's main event, but uh, I think the highlight match was with, with the thumbnail. Is uh, this episode is Demolinka versus Sting?
2: Oh yes. Okay,
0: like, I don't base it on on the on the main events anymore because I've learned my lesson with Hulk Hogan matches. I I just put like the <laughs> feature, I just feel like I just put the featured matches that I feel like would be good.
1: Yeah. Oh God, this is the dark Hulk Hogan. This is, like, this is like a l- yeah. little bit before, the, you know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera looking this is what at what you
0: want to do, I guess. This is what you want to do with your TV time, I guess. The Phantom of the Opera, brother.
1: <laughs> I think there's probably some, like... this. This is like at the height of, of its goofiness in WCW, like right before the NWO came through. This is like at the at the height of it being like as goofy as it can be.
0: I feel yeah, like once the uh, NWO happened, that kind of like like went away with the kind of characters like this, like the yeah,
1: the cheesiness.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I even watched all the trust when WCW was around, but I could just tell by uh, like just watching stuff on the WWE network and documentaries and mm-hmm. stuff, you could just tell it was more serious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember growing up watching it, and you can kind of see the the change of it as you know, as as time progressed. progressed you can see the changement of the guard, so to speak. You know, from from it going to like this this is something that's that's geared towards children to get you know to it being geared towards you know the high school and college kids.
0: I don't know what nitro was but it was the one where um, the like NWO whooped up on a Rey Mysterio and and a yeah. bunch of them outside and uh, someone like n- at the event called the cops on the uh on the on the, like NWO like actual cop what they call 911. They yes I've heard them. that one yeah
1: that's true that actually that actually did happen that's that's how much heat they had back then it was pretty awesome i
0: mean it's it's not good in one way but one way if people's really engaged to it
1: yeah people are that if people are believing it that much to where they want to call the police on wrestlers performing in a wrestling show i mean that's that's good stuff
0: like they were like gonna like they were gonna um like arrest Kevin Nash for throwing Rey Mysterio onto that uh
1: Yeah, he, like he torpedoed him in that thing in the trailer.
0: But they that was probably chaos, like all of them coming and, and then like they and like they already had like their own onset police there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Dun- this Ming sounds like yeah, it would be with this, this theme song. Yeah, with, with that kind time. of theme song. I, like I, always the of I, I, I always thought Ming was a badass
1: character, though. I didn't. I always thought Ming was a cool ass character without the Dungeon of Doom. I don't think he even needed the Dun- Dungeon of Doom. To me, I don't know.
0: Really I don't really think any. Opinion. I don't think anyone in this group besides Kevin Sullivan needed Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, because I think the way Kevin Sullivan saw it, he saw it like a Saturday morning cartoon, like they were the villains, you know.
0: I heard a lot of people saying that uh, Kevin Sullivan should manage the Dark Order, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know how that'd go with today's wrestling and what he's used to.
1: I mean, like before the whole WCW thing, Kevin Sullivan was known for having this, like, like this in-your-face satanic character that he would portray. Like he was so dedicated to portraying that character, people actually thought he was an insane satanic person. And I think personally, I think, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea for him to be, have something to do with the Dark Order. I mean, if you think about his character of old, before WCW,
0: I mean, he's clearly a creative person, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: People would be mad time. about this. Like people yeah. would, would be like people would, would be mad about this, but if they had a, a new, um, how they were, how they were building Brody Lee up as the exalted as the exalt exalted one, once like they mm-hmm. kept on leading up to it, who who was going to be, and have it be someone like Bray Wyatt or. You know, uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan. But a lot of people doesn't want a new leader in the Dark Order. But eventually, they're going to have to have someone.
1: I mean, personally, uh, I think I think you know I feel the same way. I don't think they really need a leader. If anything, they should just disband the Dark Order. I mean,
0: because I don't think it's I don't
1: think it's I don't think it's it's been any good since Brody was alive. You know,
0: no. like when he was uh, the leader, that's when like that was their peak. Like that was.
1: He like was the glue, pretty much.
0: The only way they could get ba- they could get they could uh, get back to that is have Bray Wyatt over him be the leader of the Dark Order, which I don't think that's ever going to happen with him. Uh, possibly going back to the WWE. Yeah.
2: Which I think I, mean,
0: he, I think he will be. Like by the uh by the like, in, by the end of this year, I think he'll be back with them. If, like, like, sure. if not, like, like if he's not already signed and just waiting a uh, debut.
1: Yeah, I mean, because they've been doing some crazy stuff with the White Rabbit and everything that in WWE. I'm figured, like, like everybody else, I'm thinking that it's Bray Wyatt making his return. So.
0: yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he uh go back and he he should go back because AEW doesn't really need anyone really at this point. Like they, yeah, have they have
2: enough
1: they people. They just need to figure out what they need to do with the people that they have.
0: I mean, maybe not renew a few people, like who, who don't give, a, who don't care about, like maybe Sunny Kiss. Hate to say, uh, yeah, and a few others. You know, if you like I'd rather see them use uh, Miro or Andrade than... right. But, like, but I don't know, like. If they really wanted to, they could use everybody. Like on Dark and Elevation, stop using so many uh, indie guys and start using your own talent, Then it'd be no problem using right. your guys.
1: Like everybody, something to do. <clears throat> and that's one thing a lot of people, me. and that's a lot, one thing a lot of people won't won't bring up about Vince Russo. Sure, you know he wasn't he wasn't the best at booking and all that, but he always made sure that everybody had something to do. Like no matter what he, you know, he can put put you out there. He'll make sure you have something to do. And a lot of people don't talk about that. I'll give him that kudo that he always gave. He always gave folks, you know, a work. They may not have liked it, but you know, he always he always gave them something to do back there.
0: I know Jim Cornette doesn't like him. He won't like him till the day he dies.
1: In fact, Jim Cornette wants to go to his funeral to make sure he's dead.
0: Yeah. He's- <laughs> he said <that> he doesn't. <laughs> He said that he doesn't know how he's gonna do it, but some way, somehow, he's gonna be alive to get his funeral. Oh no! <laughs> all I know. He's gonna do is raise hell with a lot of his family, probably.
1: I think, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think That's 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 hatred. He's gonna carry with him until until the, the day he, he, pa- he t- until the day he dies. Yeah, because they. This thing, Vince Russo doesn't. He doesn't even he care. care. He's like, eh,
0: okay. But but, <laughs> but Jim's like I hate him. He has to do a lot of stuff. Like I've heard, like he should. It's like it's basically just wrestling stuff, really. Yeah, I mean, over, I over, can. Over, over wrestling.
1: I mean, there's a lot of points of Jim Cornette that I I will agree with. Maybe not every single thing, but. Yeah, when it comes to Vince Russo, I mean, I do I do kind of agree with him because I mean, Vince really never did care about the business itself. He just saw the money in it.
0: See, a lot of people uh, forget that Vince Russo, you know, helped create some of the big storylines of Stone Cold versus The Rock, Triple H, and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he helped develop those stories. Yeah. But there are some dumb ideas he's had. There's been some. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I, I think that's with a lot of, because everyone like some. A lot of people has very good ideas, and some ideas are just yeah. plum stupid.
1: Like a pinata on the pole match. Uh, yeah, that, that was dumb and racist <laughs> at the same time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that on WCW?
1: Yeah, WCW. That was a Vince Russo idea.
0: Who is this? Is that? Yes, look sluger.
1: Jeez, look at him. He took all the steroids that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, the veins that was have the muscles, time.
1: man.
0: <laughs> from, from the last time, we, like we was, I know it's been like a month since we've watched these, but he wasn't that jacked. Yeah, he, he got bigger. Kristen Wiles in action next. I don't know who that is he's going against, but.
2: this is when they
1: started having a this is when they started having, I think they started having a trade with uh, Japan with talent and like they would have some of their people go to Japan and and Japan would come over here, people from Japan would come over here
0: I feel like uh, WCW really made the Luchador Wrestling more popular in the United States with bringing in Rey Mysterio Psychosis, Super Crazy Huvutugura And some others out there. uh, Because
1: it was the first to really put them on national TV.
0: And then, uh, you know, like really the only one WWE picked up was Rey Mysterio. I mean, they got uh, Ultimate Dragon. Yeah. And that was really it. Like, they never went with anyone else. I mean, Kalisto and Sankara, I guess. But. Yeah, but. (laughs) Do we really want to count that? (laughs) I mean, like. Real legendary luchadors back then. He he, he only got right Mysterio and he just went with town. Jason Blue. Uh, you don't like Sonny Kiss. uh, and I, Well, I, I noticed that I didn't like Sunny Kiss. I just, uh, you know, if you got to pick and choose.
1: Yeah, somebody's uh, got to go. I mean, he, why not him?
0: If you, you got to pick and choose, you got to think about who would you, keep. would you keep? Would you rather keep Andrade or Sunny Kiss? I think the choice is right. Who's the
1: bigger draw? I think it'll be Andrade. It's,
0: it's, it's, it's not about liking someone, it's just making. Sacrifice, business. Exactly. <laughs> but if they really wanted to, they don't have to release. Well, like they don't really release people. Like when their contract expired, they don't renew them. Mm. Or unless you have something on you, they release you. Yeah. Let I me mean, see. Uh, personally,
1: I think Cynic Kiss is a good talent. I think he's talented. I just yeah. think that he's not getting any TV time. They're not doing anything with him. Why is he back there then? It's like they wasting his with, time and uh, the company's Tempian.
0: time. Take with him with the trustbusters. He's finally got a little bit more TV time, but yeah. But
1: I mean, <laughs> where, where I can you go with the goes, trustbusters, though?
0: That's the stupidest script I've ever seen put together. <laughs> like where none of them like, go good you know, together. None of them do. Like you got a land of good misfit talent. toys. You got Parker. Uh, Who's potentially the next Brock Lesnar? He has a team yeah. that doesn't even go with him. Ari DeVore right. out of all people. A guy who looks like John Cena from 03, a LA. <laughs> he looks like he should be an impact. And Snowy Kiss. That does not go good together. I don't know. I mean, you, I
1: agree. Him. I mean, you look at them together, it's like, what are they trying to do here?
0: You know, no, at, least a firm, at least the
1: firm—at least the firm—they're all—they're all—it, you know—they all they kind of, together. you know, yeah, they go together. You can see that the firm goes together. At least that's a good idea. But the trustbusters—that kind of—I'm—you know—that know, went over my head.
0: I mean, the only—I uh, like Davari and Parker. I, I could see—I could see them two together, but
2: hmm.
0: I don't know. I—I w- I wonder who came up with that. Whose idea that was? Me
1: too. It's probably it's probably TKs.
0: Cause see a lot of people run ideas by him and he runs with them, but sometimes he doesn't. I mean you never know. I mean, uh you no know, the Acclaim never met each other before AEW. Tony kinda of put them together.
1: That's right. That's t- true. It turned
0: out turned out to be a brilliant idea. So look yeah. I just like I was saying other oh, people have some have some very good ideas and I got some very bad ideas. I think that's uh, like any wrestling promoter, any promotion, that they've always had stupid uh, ideas and they go with them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes they just, they just, it's like, you know, it's like throwing spaghetti on the wall and see, you know, see what sticks. Sometimes it's a stupid idea, sometimes it's brilliance, you know. Oh. It's actually a pretty badass match.
0: Oh, he picked oh he almost dropped him. They got him though. Oh. Suplex. A lot of these suplexes are like Kristen Law. He's really good at these German suplexes. Yeah. He, he
1: has those snaps those uh, snap suplexes. He's also one of the yeah. only few one of the only few people I've seen do a snap parabomb. Nobody does that.
0: Oh, Christian, one with the German, three German suplexes.
1: Give me a second, right back. Hold Uh, on.
0: John V. Batting Eddie Guerrero next. This this is probably going to be the best match in the card tonight.
1: Alright, somebody was at my door after going. All
0: right, you got a commercial?
1: Yeah, Halloween ends. I'm so tired of these Halloween movies already.
0: I got some kind of uh, original shows on Peacock.
1: (laughs) This better be the last Halloween.
0: It's I like, don't like, to uh, tell
1: this damn story.
0: <laughs> the only thing I don't like about Halloween is kind of sleep and kids banging at your door all night long. They, <laughs> like like even if you put a sign on your door, no candy, they still do it anyways.
1: Yeah, uh, we've I've had that problem before too. Like a lot of times, I'll just leave the light off. But then, like, there's there's you know, then there's those little little asshole kids that that have <laughs> egg houses
2: yeah
1: good thing I'm still young enough to chase them down <laughs> yeah. Johnny be bad the Dusty Rhodes creation right there he made up that whole character of course based on little Richard
0: yeah. This is a nice match of Eddie Guerrero versus Johnny B. Johnny B. Bad.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I remember watching it, but I forgot who won. Though I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Eddie won. But I, I could be
2: wrong.
1: This was a pretty good match. I do remember that. Very underrated Bobby, he match. Didn't t-
0: Bobby Heenan took someone's money. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he's doing that. They're doing that feud with uh, him and Sony on, uh, like, when he was uh, at that table, mm. they were talking. Yeah. The Japanese have been treated poorly. Do this just a Japanese wrestler in the previous match with Christian Law. <laughs> 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 he said Japanese wrestlers are being treated horribly. That's good head scissors. Nope. They already know what each other's going to go for before they even do it.
1: See, that's that awesome chemistry. They, oh, That's awesome. Look at that, tit for tat. That's great. That is awesome. You've, I mean, you see very little of that these days. You do see it, but you see very little of that kind of wrestling where, you know, they count on you, you counter them. They count on you, you counter them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, I the mean, it, it,
0: it's the ones I can think of today is really Ray Phoenix and someone that he's great chemistry with. Yeah. Probably Ray Phoenix and Pack. They're the only two. I mean, like, there's probably some others I'm forgetting about, but. Oh, that was a good move. Off the ropes and into uh a...
1: Whoa! The pacing in this match is is fast. That's I see. That's another thing that they're like. Like I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, you can say the innovators of like having those. Tit, those matches where they go tit for tat and it's fast paced and I mean like at this time you know as a kid you know watching it I've never seen wrestling like this before like you know unless you unless, you know you know you watch Lucha Libre or something like that which is very hard to get a hold of if you were a kid at that age back then yeah. you better but, know, uh, know someone yeah.
0: know someone to know someone
1: right and I mean I mean looking at it now you see stuff that they're doing in every other match you see today but back then it was it was special the way you know that style of wrestling because it's something that you really didn't get to see all the time yeah. It's just like how super kicks are now a part of every match. But back then it was a special move.
0: Yeah, Shawn Michaels would it was his finishing move. Like yep. if he if he uh, hit a super kick, he had a chance of actually winning. But today you'll know, see someone do thirty super kicks in a row and that, then they kick out.
1: Yeah, now it's part of a moveset instead of a finisher. <laughs>
0: I did, like, on this past week's Dynamite, it was Tony Storm and Serena and the finisher was the power driver. and Yeah. And Tony Storm won with the move. You don't see that much anymore.
1: It was a nice power driver, too, by the way. It was a pretty good power driver.
0: A lot of people like to abuse that move, but it's really a finishing move. Yeah. Because you're, like you're power driving someone's head right on the mat, like head first.
1: Yeah. It should be more protected. I mean, I think they just retired the tombstone in WWE. Yeah, I w I
0: wouldn't doubt that. Like I there's really no one left to left to use it anyways. So I was the undertaker right. who I don't know anyone who still who even uses that move. I, mean, I love Kane. the idea
1: they retiring it. I love the idea of them retiring the move like it's a jersey. You know, like like, you know, a football player retiring the hang his jersey up. It's like you know, you know they retired the move. They retired the tombstone. Nobody else can use it. It's pretty badass, if you ask me.
0: You see, uh, WWE is thinking about for um, Crown Jewel coming up with Goldberg versus Veer <laughs> Oh my that, god! That's like, seriously been talked. That's seriously being talked about.
1: I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I they love. They I mean, they love. They love. You know, Goldberg and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. He, that's they love him there. That's beer. why every other year they're bringing him there.
0: I don't want to see Goldberg and Veer. I I like you're like you're just making people not want to watch.
1: I don't want to see either of them. Actually, I mean, I'm kind of over both of them. I'd
0: rather see Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley in a one-on-one match. Yeah.
1: Yes, give me that one and have it actually ended in, in a plausible way.
0: Yeah. Cause last time it was uh it wasn't a fatal five way wasn't actually a one on one.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Cause last time the, f- the first time they they uh, it happened, Roman got involved.
0: I know they were in the uh at a the day one pay per view this year. Yeah. It, was, it was like a five way. Yeah. They may win each other in the Elimination Chamber. May may have, won. have they ever had a one-on-one match? Uh,
1: Brock and think- uh and Bobby the la- yeah they had one, but Roman kind of okay. messed it up. And I'm trying to remember who won. I think it was uh, Bobby Lashley that won the uh, the match due to uh, Roman interfering. Because this is whenever Brock and uh, Brock and uh, Roman were having having their whole run.
0: I feel like a Goldberg versus Veer match is something that Vincent McMahon would have wanted to do.
1: Yeah, that does sound like a Vince McMahon move,
0: though. <laughs> oh, like but... Like, they sent Veer back to NXT, so hopefully that means we're not doing it.
1: I mean, I hope not. I mean, because, like, there are so better matches you can put in that spot. Way better matches you can put in that spot.
0: Was it wasn't a Power Drop or was it a Tombstone? Nope. They kicked out at one two. What the heck?
1: <laughs> Whoa!
0: That was not a that was, that was like a tombstone.
1: That was a really like good Bischoff. tombstone. Well, he kicks out of it.
0: Like Eric Bischoff called it a a power driver. I Eric really Bischoff know doesn't it.
1: Eric Bischoff doesn't know a wrist lock from a wrist, wrist watch.
0: Because because a uh, power driver is where you have someone. You you can tell the difference between a power driver and a tombstone. Tombstone, yeah. you have someone. I mean, it's it's kind of like the same, but it's it's two different. How do I want say like two different stances. Like you know which mm-hmm. is which.
1: Yeah. And if you notice, if you listen to Eric Bischoff during matches, he he does he does a lot of that. He'll he'll call moves the wrong names all the time. <laughs>
0: That's probably why they took him out. He decided to go yeah. off commentary.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he's he's even made up names for moves. If you listen to him, I mean he's, he's even made up names. Front leg back kick. I think that was one name he he uh he made up for like the spinning back kick, front leg back kick or something like
0: that. I wonder what Bobby Hayden was thinking with him saying these things. I'm no. pretty sure
1: Bobby Hinton deep in his head was thinking how much of an idiot he was, but he was getting paid good money to sit no there contests. next to us.
0: Hell no winner it looks like. This going to uh, be built no to, a, to a big feud.
1: Yeah, they're supposed to oh, have a pay-per-view won't. match. Yeah, it should be the next pay-per-view that they have their match.
0: That was weird.
1: Yeah, it's actually it's or, I think as I I remember, it was probably one it's the best one of the best matches on the on the card.
0: Because if you say it's through that like they hated each other, now they're just shaking hands and everything's alright. But that was a good match, even the spider wasn't winner. Mm-hmm. That really makes them both look good going into a pay-per-view match. Yeah, Hulk Hogan was like on paper, you think that'd be a very good match back then, but it only lasted a few seconds. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I think uh, the giant interfered in that match. Like, I didn't even get like a few seconds in the match. And then...
1: well, I see, I see the giant's out there now. You ever thought about how Kevin Sullivan hates Hulk Hogan, but yet he he wear he wore, you know the, the <laughs> yellow and red.
0: You ever thought about I'm that? I'm just noticing that. Like all this, he doesn't like Hulk Hogan, but he sure likes wearing yeah, wears
1: colors. <laughs> You know, you know what I heard. I heard that uh, Jimmy Hart actually wrote the the uh, Wolfpack theme song. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. I heard he wrote and produced that whole thing. He didn't perform it. He just wrote it. But uh, be be
0: like NWO.
1: Yeah. He's actually he's actually done a lot of music for WCW and WWE. A lot of people don't know that.
0: I've seen uh, one thing where he was uh, a WWE show, helped setting up chairs and stuff, and then all the talent didn't do anything.
2: <laughs>
0: I've seen that one. I don't know where they were at, but he's at least in his 60s and 70s, and he's outdoing a lot of these young wrestlers.
1: He's a worker, man. No matter, what you, no matter how you slice it, he's a worker. With its music managing, setting up the ring, putting up chairs, all that. And I remember back then, this whole angle with the giant and Hulk Hogan, it was. It was
0: drawn out.
1: I think on the Giants' part, it was rushed because he was like he was pushed so fast because he was big. Yeah, because like like he had got he got there within like a few within like no time, he was he was making a championship run. I mean, that my was dog, pretty much it. It's because his size.
0: My dog keeps opening the door, but I care less now. How to get up and shut things and open?
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the giant was pretty athletic for a dude his size. I mean, the dude could do drop kicks, he can elbow drop off the top rope, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was something like they only like the great colleague like they would like they never would have hired him. If he wasn't that tall.
1: Hmm. What was Kevin Sullivan doing?
0: <laughs> it, 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 it looked like he was trying to. Like he was having a seizure or something. That's what I was thinking. What the hell is wrong
1: with him? Somebody get him some help. (laughs) Put the X up. (laughs) You want to grab me a drink during this commercial? All right yeah this is gonna be a this is gonna be a pretty dope match I do remember this match I just thought Delin has some cool music too
0: yeah he's a man with man with a thousand holds
1: man of a thousand holds. Remember Jericho, him and Jericho had that rivalry. Jericho's a man of a (laughs) thousand and
2: two.
1: Look at that crowd going nuts over Sting. To this day, people still do that. It's Like what 30 years over 30 years of of the stinger,
0: yeah.
1: Jeez, I was uh, still
0: doing that. I was watching something with Jim Ross on the oh, yeah. It was uh, like AEW has a show on Sundays with uh RJ City. Uh, he interviews residents, w- oh,
1: A-E, uh, yeah. Hey, EW, yeah,
0: yeah, he. Oh uh, it was with Jim Ross and he, he said that in twenty twenty four it would be fifty years he would be a commentator in professional wrestling. His fiftieth year anniversary.
1: Fifty years. Hmm? You do your in yeah, I think to start cooking. Oh is it okay? Or do you want me to wait? No, yeah, I can. Okay. You want wait? Uh Probably another hour. Okay. okay. I forgot, they want, I forgot they want to make some lasagna. I do
0: want to eat lasagna. <laughs> yeah, Jim Ross contract expires in 2023, but I hope they renew it. Just one more year so you can have 50 years in AEW as being a commentator for professional wrestling.
1: 50 years.
0: Man. I forget what day he said it was, but I thought, well, like, like he even said that after he's done. He after he's done with AEW, he's not gonna start. He's he's done with wrestling. He's gonna retire.
2: Hmm.
0: Which he's like at least in his seventies, close to eighties, maybe. I think so. Jim Ross. He's only seventy. Hmm. I remember RJ City asked uh, like Ricky Stark said that he wanted to be a wrestler at, at the age of seven, and then RJ yeah. said, uh, "What did you want?" Then he said, "What did you want to be from the age of of the? What did you want to be from the age of one to five? <laughs> he said he wanted to wrestle at six years old. What, what did you want to be at uh, from one years old to five years old?
1: <laughs> yeah, I do remember Please. watching that that is, that is a good that, those are good videos so hey EW the last one was Christopher Danes
0: yeah my uh, favorite one has been uh, Tony Storm but yeah. uh, <laughs> w- William Regal was good too like all, all of them has been very funny I like
1: the Danie you know, House one that was that was pretty good
0: too. the one with uh, Best Friends I don't know who that guy was that died and he shamed Trent for not going to his funeral or Oh yeah. Going to his restaurant.
1: RJ City is hilarious though, man. That dude's funny.
0: He was with WWE uh on their the bump on uh what well, used to be WWE, WWE network. Peacock.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: He could probably start to AEW's own version of their own like like their weekly Thing like like AEW's own like the like, bump. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If, I was just thinking if, that
2: too.
0: It wouldn't be called the same thing, obviously, but it'd be the start of something like that. If they would bring back Golden Boy, him and RJC would probably have good chemistry. I could already see it. A lot of people don't know who Golden Boy is. That used to be an AEW. Like they had him for Fighter mm-hmm. Fest 2019 and All Out 2019, and one match on Dynamite, and that was it. Know whatever happened to him, but he was very, very good. Hmm, if they wanted to take game one off rampage and replace, take excel off rampage and put Golden Boy like he has no <laughs> like, like he had no wrestling commentary experience, but he sounded so good, like, like he's like he'd been doing it for years, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shoulder first to the turnbuckle.
1: Man, I forgot how badass this match was. Uh.
0: It's hard to believe that uh, both these guys are in AEW. Dean and Sting. Yeah,
1: yeah. Dean's backstage, and Sting's doing still doing his thing
0: in the ring. I want to see him have a few singles matches, Sting. Like they don't have it to be long. Like him going against, I don't know, one of the two like one of the two guys on Rampage in a two minute match, and Sting just dominate him.
1: That's perfect. I would love to watch that. I mean,
0: like they like <laughs> to say that Sting can't be in singles matches. They don't want. They don't want. They don't want him to get hurt. But doing it like that, he won't get hurt. Yeah, and even with these tag matches, he would have already gotten hurt. Like just this, this last time on Rampage, him going through those tables, if he was gonna get hurt. That'd have been it in a tag match, but he seemed like he's been he's been okay. Yeah. He's actually
1: been—he's actually been playing it pretty safe with this with the stunts that he's been pulling, actually. And I mean, you don't see people his age doing those, those you know, dives off of off of you know the stage and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's amazing he's still at at the age that he's at, and he's still able to do it and still be able to walk the next day. You know,
0: I think he got injured one time in AW, but he's been with AEW since twenty twenty December, and he's only got injured mm-hmm. once. So I'd say he's been doing very good about pacing his moves. What, yeah. Like, he doesn't take high-risk moves all the time. But he's taken a lot of high-risk moves in AEW. I, I never thought I'd see him do the, do, do the things he's doing again. Especially with It's amazing to almost, watch him do. His career almost coming to an end against Seth Rollins. I'm glad, I'm glad his career didn't look him like that.
1: I mean, that was very close to him, you know, Probably not being able to walk at all. That was that injury was very close to that. His vocal bombs. I, I mean, it. they. It, you mean they they they, they? 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 Oh, go ahead.
0: I don't see how Seth Rollins is still allowed to do that move, with injuring Finn Balor and Sting.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think. I think. I don't know. I think with the practice. I mean, I think with more practice, I think it's a more safer move, but. I don't know. I personally, I don't, I, I feel the same way. I think it's dangerous as hell. And that's one of those moves that scared me watching it because it's so easy for you to break something. Yeah. And I mean, sure, they land on padding, but the force of the landing, that's what gets it. It's the force of the landing.
0: Sting wins. That was a, that was a really good match. I think it was a roll up, I believe. Yeah. That was a really, really good match. Was that, was awesome. yeah, yep, that was awesome. Yeah, that was event. It's a perfectly booked main event other than Hulk Hogan and some kind of shenanigans. What's going on here?
1: I think Sting's still in the ring.
0: <laughs> well, they went to commercial brighton and they came back and had the Yep, stings.
1: He's just wandering um, around the
0: ring. Junior Junior Oakland must be fixing to come in the ring for an interview or something.
1: That's not a thing because he's just standing out there, just just walking around.
0: Yep, uh, but maybe this uh, World War Three more bigger is that whoever won the Battle Royal, I mean the the three men battle roy would become the new world champion like there wasn't Mm -hmm. a world champion at the time like it was vacated so like whoever won is going to be champion what was it? the world rumble in 2016 was like that you know get the the tie was vacated and whoever won won the belt
1: yeah that was yeah that was 2016 yeah
0: that's the only time they ever done it in wwe they've done it in WCW plenty of times but wwe was first time they did it Mm mm-hmm even like, despite all the injuries they had, I feel like he was better than a lot of the other ones. Cause, like, they had AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, yeah, Triple H. <laughs>
1: a little dog on the front porch that's harsh <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, yeah that Quacks like a rat. If <laughs> it quacks like a rat, <laughs> oh, you gotta love Mean me Gene.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Something does smell right here. Something doesn't smell <laughs> right right. <here. laughs> things trying not to laugh now. You're gonna
1: That was a good little segment right there. That was good.
0: <laughs> I think I'm trying not to laugh there for a minute when he said that. <laughs> see, I supposed see to be somebody, a serious
1: thing, and then Mean Jingles goes with the comedy.
0: <laughs> see, I don't see how some of the rest just hold it in. Like Jake Hager is the worst person for that. Like When the Inner Circle first started, he just sat there trying not to laugh.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny though. <laughs> Chris Jericho made him laugh a few camera. times.
0: He would just stare into the camera when they when they uh first started the inner <laughs> I
3: heard
0: Corey. Who is the next special guest coming up? Coming on, um, a few different people. Uh, final finalized, but um, we'll say uh for. Well, I guess former WCW stars, uh, current AEW mm. stars, a few uh, mm. former TNA and current TNA people, or Impact, whatever you want to call them. Uh, those are a few different people. I expect to have at least one or two of them on this year.
1: Nice. I'm
0: just waiting for the uh, confirmation.
1: Yeah, we got some good stuff coming down the pike.
0: Yep. I'm, I want to get Chris Saban on, because so, so, since we had Alex Shelley, I want Chris Saban on. But Chris Saban's a more busy person, it looks like. Yeah, nowadays, he? yeah, he's he's
1: yeah, he's pretty damn busy now.
0: There are many stopped wrestling for a while. Is it a uh, the next one's episode twelve, right?
1: Yeah. I'm at a commercial. I'm about to get about to start the show. Yep,
0: I got commercial too. Whole minute commercial.
1: All right, I'm about to go into the show. I'm gonna pause it. So let me know when you're done with the commercial. or when the commercial's done with you. (laughs) There's a skip intro button. Why would I want to skip this badass intro?
0: (laughs) No, come on. Too many commercials. They do it so you'll pay for the Every yeah stuff yeah. that did not sound right on the state farm commercial what he just said <laughs> I don't know how that didn't get canceled, what he just said. My <laughs> state for him, too. He said, I like the smell. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I don't know how they let that, that fly. I don't see I don't see cancer culture here. <laughs> it should be. All right, I'm um, at the intro, so
1: whenever you're ready.
0: I'm going into it now.
1: All right, press and play.
0: November 20th, 1995.
1: Jesus, at this time I was like in what I was like in fifth grade, sixth grade. Jeez, I feel old.
0: <laughs> I wish I could kind of lived through some of the stuff.
2: Hmm.
0: Cause really there wasn't any dirt sheets or anything back then, really. So what you no. saw was... You thought it was real.
1: I mean they had magazines point, and stuff, but you know.
0: But there was a point where I thought everything was real, like when I was younger.
1: I think when Where'd I first start- started watching it, I was like that. When I first started watching it and I was like probably, you know, probably six or seven when I first started getting into it. At the time, yeah, I thought it was real. And then over time I got I got more into it. And then I found out, you know, sure, not everything's 100% real, but it's fascinating because, you know, it's like, a, it's like a violent play, you know.
0: Because like, even though some of uh, the stories might be not, like none of them, not, it's not really as personal as you think it is. Like a lot of the moves too is real. Like you can't fake falling off a 20-foot ladder. Jim Ross said that. I didn't get it from him. I just, just came up. Because he said you can't learn how to fall off a twenty foot ladder, and That's honestly, true. I could practice. say you could practice to learn how to dive off a twenty foot ladder. Mm-hmm. But there is some feuds that are real, like CM Punk and Hangman. That was a real yeah. life feud. <laughs> CM and Punk let that be become... known.
1: And Seth and uh, and uh, Riddle, they they really don't like each other in real life. They hate each other
0: yeah I seen that promo he brought his kids up in it, and his wife divorced him.
1: yeah, that was a low blow, but it was made for great t v. <laughs> oh, he's out. He'll be right back, folks. oh we got Scott Norton dude was dude was so underrated back then, man Scott Norton. there you go. Shark attack.
0: This match is already going to be a. This isn't good at all. Already, I, I like Scott Norton though. I like Scott Norton. He was he was really good in New Japan. For a while.
1: I think they should have pushed him harder in WCW. I don't, I don't think he got what he deserved.
0: No, sure. He was a I like Shark like better in WWE as the Earthquake.
1: Yeah, did you know he used to be a sumo wrestler? Like a no, legit sumo wrestler. Yep.
0: Before he started wrestling,
1: before the WWF, he was a sumo wrestler. I
0: remember one time on a pre on the pre show one one WrestleMania, Big Show was in a sumo wrestling match.
1: Yeah, I remember that too. And the shark or earthquake is is uh he, he was what you would call a yokozuna. A yokozuna was like the champion of sumo wrestling. Which is where Yokozuna got his name from the character. He was a champion of sumo.
0: Everyone thinks that he's from Japan just because of the character, but he's really sumo on. And...
2: Yeah,
1: he's part of, of the dynasty. Which,
0: which with his look, they they had him as you could really if you had to guess you could very well could be from Japan just by how they had a, how his how attire is set up. Yeah. And with his uh, manager being Mr. Fuji, that kind of made it look like he was from Japan.
1: That's one of the coolest characters back then was Yokozino. He was badass, though. I like that character.
0: That dude got huge over... Like, he left WWE and then he came back. Man.
1: Yeah, because what happened see what happened was is that they wanted him to take it. they wanted him to diet, but he just wouldn't stop eating. And he I just remember, kept eating. They uh, and they let him go.
0: On the W there was a WWE documentary about they uh, he they went to he had to go to the WWE sent him to the University of UCLA to do like a yeah. diet or to help him lose weight so he can come back, but uh-huh. What he would do is like he would he would work out and stuff, but he would try to call people and have them sneak in stuff for him. Yeah, that, yeah. Like they call them him smuggling you know, right?
1: pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, like someone tried to try to sneak in burgers, then they finally caught him. Like he he had been doing that every day since he got there. So he he's not even he's just defeating the purpose of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think he got like close to six hundred pounds, a little bit more over that because like was like, the, the only problem that he had was was that they would, they would they just wanted him to eat less and he wouldn't stop
0: because I, I remember bruce preacher said in it, like like they don't even care about wrestling career like they care about his personal well-being at, at that point because it's gonna be life or death He yeah. doesn't stop but
1: and that was that was yokozuna's thing that was his addiction was food you know how other wrestlers have <laughs> drug addictions his addiction was food <laughs> <laughs> like for real, he would not stop eating.
0: Yeah, that was just really funny how he he would have people sneak him in food like that you a UCLA college, a a place for you to lose weight. <laughs> like, that's what it's designed for. I mean,
1: how do you sneak a how do you sneak a a, a large pizza in to a, <laughs> to a facility where you're not supposed to have anything
0: to eat? He was also a uh, and documentary, documentary, like, he really cared about people. Like, he would, uh, of course, like, the, the, like, Usos, like, when they were little, like, he would have them do something. And then when they did it, like, uh, Yokozuna would give them, like,
1: $200. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it wouldn't be no 10 I remember them talking. There wouldn't be no 5 or $10. It would be
1: $100. Yeah, the Usos are pretty close to Yokozuna. They were tight. I mean, that's a, that whole family's pretty tight in it. I mean, it's not hard to believe they're going to have one of them in the White House eventually. <laughs> it's going to be Anna sitting in the White House. <laughs> or the probably The Rock. I wouldn't be surprised if the, Rock's, the Rock went for office.
0: He probably went to... I don't know if he could do it this next term because he's he's got movies to film up until 2028 that he's like, already like committed to.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: He's already. already When is he not shooting a movie? (laughs) He's always shooting shooting a movie
1: or doing something with his daughters. Or
0: he never has time off. Like he's got the Young Rock series. He's probably going to be making a few sequels to the Black Adam.
1: Probably, I mean, I'm pretty
0: sure it's going to do well.
1: Oh my god! Did you ever see that? Did you ever watch Baywatch? Did you ever see that episode with with them all in the with the uh, with Macho Man and all of them in the episode? Yeah, that's how goofy it looks with them in the wrestling tights on the beach. <laughs> it's just so quick and goofy looking. I guess that's the charm of it all. Is that it was just so goofy. I mean, imagine going to the beach and then. All of a sudden you, you know you see like hulk hogan walking down like he's has been leg drop somebody but i see i see why it's funnier that way though <laughs> they noticed that kevin sullivan's paint is red this this episode <laughs>
0: What happened
2: here
1: (sighs) It looks like he's out again Bobby Hines never really liked him. Oh, great! Now we have now we have Disco Inferno. That's that's just great. Just what I wanted to say. And no, I'm not a fan of Disco Inferno. I never have been. It's quite annoying. I can see him as enhancement talent for WCW. Sure. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. Just the character I just never got. It just just seemed like a guy who watched too much Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) In my opinion. Eddie, Eddie. Oh, there's Connor.
0: There he is. Sorry about that. My uh, pure is acting up a little bit. Just restarted it real fast. Oh, you're
1: good. It happens to me all the time. Man. <laughs> Everybody knows that whoever who watches this. It happens to me all the time.
0: Sometimes when I power it off and power it back on, it acts fine all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, sometimes that's the way it works for me too.
0: I don't know what happened, but in the chat, a lot of people's comments disappeared. I don't know. What comments aren't there anymore on your side? Like I said, is all the comments still there on on your side?
1: Can you yeah, you see the they're still here on my side? You probably you might have to reload. You might have to refresh the page to see the comments if they're not popping up.
0: Oh, look, whose names does it say on there? On yours, Does it say Josh Barrett or someone? Yeah. I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, those are those all are comments anyways, but uh, get Jimmy Hart on here. Uh, like, that would be good to have Jimmy Hart on here. Yeah, it would be
1: great, man. I mean, it would be great to pick his brain.
0: I want to get Jim Jim Ross on here if anyone, but that would be that'd really be hard a great
1: kid. That'd
0: be really hard to like like some of these people. It's really hard to get on because like especially Jim Ross, he does AEW, he travels a lot. And hmm. You never know. I never thought we could get uh, Buddy Matthews on here.
1: Yeah, that was a great kid. I never thought we can get Sabu on here, the the living legend himself.
0: Yeah. That was, great, uh, yeah. that was great. That was a definitely once in a lifetime document, documentary, once in a lifetime interview. Uh, All the stories he told was you won't hear it anywhere else.
1: Yeah, man! Shout out to Sabu.
0: It's uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Braun Pillman? Yep. Oh, a slot.
1: And as I recall, this is a pretty good, this is actually a pretty good match, too, as I recall.
0: Yep, yeah, I made this match, Dio. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at Brian Pillman with the racist stuff. <laughs> so I was right. Uh, the Two matches I did pick were the featured matches, Dimalenko and Stingin' Up 11, and Eddie mm-hmm. and Brian Pillman on 12. I oh, that was a good
1: Now, this is right whenever Pillman was going to the Four Horsemen, and right before you can see little bits of the loose cannon character kind of coming out. If you really pay attention to them.
0: I think oh, beautiful uh, drop Pelman, by Eddie. I think Braun Pillman was one of their uh, was one of their biggest losses to WWE. Yeah, I think
1: so. Yeah, I think so, too.
0: Then, like uh, Later on, they lost Eddie Guerrero. but That was like when you knew there was still was going down like yeah. Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, Chris B. Dean Malenko. It's like four or five of them who, who went over there at, at one time.
1: Yeah. I remember, uh, I remember there was a point in time where Brian Pillman was, uh, Pillman was the talk of all three, all three promotions. He was the talk of ECW, WCW and WWF. Like they were, like, they were you know, trying to get him. And I think he yeah. ended up he, he, he ended up appearing on ECW but he signed with WWF.
0: Yeah, like he made an appearance in all of them in his career. In WCW, yeah. ECW and but once his contract expired with, I think like he wanted more money. hmm It
1: was it on was the, dark the side uh, leverage. The,
0: it was on the dark side of the ring. But like they weren't really using him after the four horsemen, so yeah. they wasn't really using him, and they was bringing in a lot of former w- mm-hmm. WWE guys like Ted DiBiase. Uh, yeah. They brought every and anyone they they could get, and then he went to ECW. I I, I think I think like he made a, like he made like one last appearance on all three of them, then uh, yeah, I, I could be wrong. And then he's yeah, him.
1: Brian Pillman, uh, yeah, Brian Pillman. Yeah, Brian, because the thing is, they wanted him to sign in, in for ECW. But at the time, he was kind of playing the field. He was seeing what, what money he could get. And uh, uh, I think WWF was offering the bigger check. but this throughout this whole thing the brilliant part about it was that Brian Piman was testing this he was testing the loose cannon character out in WCW, ECW and then finally in WWE when he got to actually you know I guess kind of portray the loose cannon the way he wanted to
0: yeah i feel like he was the best, his best run was in WWE when he left WWE yeah. Yeah.
1: As far as business, I mean, it was brilliant move. Brilliant move. I mean, he stood back and just let them make offers, and he took the biggest one.
0: Uh, Corey, uh, Brown, Penn was a hot free agent back then. Yeah, he was. Yeah, like percent true. All, for all three, well, I wouldn't consider ECW a major promotion, but it was still like, uh, it was still known. Just wasn't you know like WWE, mm-hmm. right WWE, but for all three of them to be bidding. Like, a bidding him more yeah. just to get one person. He was definitely the highest free agent.
1: Ooh. I remember when he signed with the WWF, I mean, it was a huge deal. It was huge news when he signed with them.
0: He'll do a the top rope, move off the top rope to the outside and lands right on the barricade.
1: That's always scary to watch, man, because you can land wrong. And break something.
0: (laughs) You break a collarbone or something. They call him Flying Brian. Hell yeah. What uh, what time snap are you at?
1: Uh, Right now, I'm at 17 minutes and 42 seconds.
2: All
1: right. And yeah, Flying Brian just landed on the barricades. (laughs)
0: That was a harsh-looking landing, too. Did they just dive out on your end?
1: Yeah, over the, over the turnbuckle. Over the post.
0: See, so that's a higher... Like, just by being on the top rope and looking at the, the distance, you're going to jump.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a good. I don't know. I mean,
0: cause see, like a lot of people would, like their first time training, and like they give them top rope, and they actually see how how you, how up you are. You're like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I want to do. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to get on the, on the top rope ever. I mean, because the it ring itself
1: work. is what a good 10, 12 feet off the ground as it is, and then you get on the top rope, you had another, you had another what. Five feet, six feet,
0: and depending, depending on, on the height of like, the person. Yeah, like the height of the person. So if you're at least six two, yeah, it could be. A...
1: Yeah, so so you got somebody that's like three, you know, that's like six three, getting up there. He's like he's like he's like twelve feet. Well, not well, way more than twelve feet. I would say like close to like 15, 16 maybe off but the ground. A lot of people...
0: A lot of people nowadays, especially uh, a wrestler of size like Johnny Gargano or Bray Phoenix, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, they'll go to like a. Whoa! It's like Agarero 1 with the roll up. I, I think it was roll up, right? He hit the, the
1: frog splash.
0: Frog splash. That was a good match. That was dope. That's probably that's probably gonna be the best match of the night, for, for this episode. Because I don't yeah, think perfect brain
1: buster up. by Eddie Guerrero. That was a perfect brain
0: buster. There was a lot of high risk moves in this match. Yeah, the brain buster was good. That was a good
1: ah perfect.
0: But. Uh, like, a lot of wrestlers, like, the size of Gargano, Jungle Boy, Darby, Sammy Guevara, White Phoenix, like, they'll go to, like, a, a choreograph, like, for, like, movie sets, like how they do, like, choreograph yeah. stunts in movies, and they'll go to something like that, and they'll uh, learn how to, like, choreograph some of the high-risk moves, like, not anyone can just do by just doing it. Like, right. Like, just, like, not like a normal frog splash, like, it's a more of a... Uh, like, you have to go to a choreograph person to do those kind of moves, and they learn it from there, and then they just transfer it to wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's how they're able to do it. I know uh, Marco Stunt did. Well, because I live right here, like 10 minutes from him. Like, that's how. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, mm-hmm. he transitioned his choreograph lessons to wrestling, because and... you can't hmm. teach yourself some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean that's 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 difficult stuff to learn. Just to pick up, like you know, just I to- mean
0: maybe a frog splash and a swan dive you could pick up. That's easy, but some of the like some of the stuff that Sammy does and Ray Phoenix especially, you you can't just pick that up in a few few days. Right, that's definitely a work in progress because you don't want to.
1: I mean, unless you grew up in gymnastics, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a uh, choreograph or a uh, gymnastics, would like those two are very great uh, things to uh, like. Like while you're like in wrestling training, do like choreograph and gymnastics, and do and do that as well as wrestling training. Uh, yeah, and take that into wrestling, and you're able to do a lot of more of a high flying move sets. Especially at Julia Hart, who is a cheerleader. She's she, she's very good at some of those moves. So is that Penelope Ford.
1: Yeah. Being agile and flexible really helps.
0: Because they have that experience from being a cheerleader, which can yeah transition over the wrestling. Because I see some people, like when I used to try to do wrestling, they would just try to do it to do it. and See, a lot of that stuff you have to really be careful because you can really Seriously hurt yourself. Like br- break your neck. Yeah.
1: I've seen it happen. It is it's too is so easy to break to break something if you're not being careful and not properly trained. I've seen it yeah. happen dozens of times to people.
0: Especially these people that uh, just backyard. go in there and
1: people that go in there and say, Oh, I want to be a wrestler, they go in there and break an arm, break especially a leg.
0: Back, especially these backyard wrestling. like, like to oh, like, say, like, do not try us at home type thing I yeah. used to put up. Like I know a few people who died doing backyard wrestling who got on a ladder and tried to do a swan Tom and landed right on his neck and he died.
1: Oh jeez.
0: Like this was years ago, but but still like
1: that sucks though, man. But at like, the same time, time, dude, what are you like, doing up cause, there?
0: Like, just because you see it on T V doesn't mean like they've had years of training, years of experience doing it. Yeah, you're just waking up one day. Well, I want to do a swamp time well,
1: <laughs> Let me ask you a question: If some, if if a child gets hurt from watching something that they've seen on wrestling, watching wrestling, should the wrestling company be responsible for that?
0: Not if they're doing what WWE did. Like, do not try this at home. Like, they're like they have mm-hmm. the warning. That they show it nonstop. Yeah, but I would say if they weren't. Maybe, but because WWE did get I mean, sued for I... a few times, and, and, and didn't because before, oh, they, yeah. like they didn't oh. like they didn't do that. But once they got sued for like, a few times, they had the video video package of "Do Not Try Us at Home." They had like voiceovers from John Cena, and a few was, like yeah, telling them, telling like they're like all their real life, uh, like 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 injuries and surges they've had and am telling people do not trust at home. Yeah, but it's really it could be the parents' as well a little bit too.
1: I agree. I agree. How did I get?
0: In the, how did I get up on a ladder in the first place?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, it,
0: could it could go. Give with them the access way. to
1: the ladders and everything.
0: I could see it being WWE's be a little bit, but since they're putting that warning out like over and over and over and over, yeah, that they really do care about. Not
1: try us at home. I think. I mean, I, I'm, 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 you know, on the same boat. I feel like, hey, if they give you a fair warning not to try it at home, I mean, they they give you a warning. I think, I think after that, it's up to the parents. It's like whether they want them to watch that stuff or not. Like it's up to them, you know, to say, hey, you know, you can't watch this wrestling because you're gonna try to do it, or they, or you know, they can be like, okay, they realize that it's just a show, and sure, you can watch it. Like, me growing up, my my folks, they let us watch it because we knew what it was. We weren't going to fucking go out there and break our necks. <laughs> we just enjoyed watching the entertainment, you know?
0: Like If you really want to be a wrestler, do it the right way. Like, go to an actual wrestling s- school. Get trained by actual wrestlers. Yeah. Because getting trained by backyard wrestling isn't... I mean, I, a lot of people say, like, just cook. Just because the Hardys, the hardies did it, they can do it. But, but they
1: were still trained. You know, the Hardys, dude. that was a, that was rare, and yeah, they were training too.
0: Yeah, they were still trained in a way, like even though they were uh, doing at wrestling, like they were still being trained by actual wrestlers in the process of doing that. Yeah, is a little bit of difference, but. But I've actually seen one backyard wrestling who looked that looked very, very good. It, uh, it was in someone's backyard it had a real ring, like a real wrestling ring and a good setup. Hmm. It had actual wrestlers in someone's backyard. and they had and like they had live shows, then people from the next door neighbors would like watch. I, f- I no, forget what cool. it was called. I forget what it was called. That'd be I have to dope that to live out.
1: right next door to somebody who wrestles every weekend they're out there wrestling. That'd be dope to just walk outside, like hang out in the like, backyard, and just watch them wrestling. Like
0: it like it it looked like it was in someone's uh apartment area because people was watching from the top of their house. Like it it looked like an apartment because they were looking they was watching it from their balcony or whatever.
1: Hmm. That's cool, huh?
0: It was really cool how like all the neighbors just watching you know, like, people were, were like really chanting and watching wrestling for free <laughs> it, it was just really That's
1: awesome they got into it it
0: was very very unique I never seen anything like that what was that called like this was years ago because I was thinking about this was years ago again I was going to do my own backyard wrestling this was years and years and years ago <laughs> uh, now looking back at it it's <laughs> a stupid idea i was maybe seven eight years old and i had that idea mm. i never actually did it though that was kind of a dull match between uh big brother rogers and what we're up. yeah
1: <laughs> i wouldn't say this is a pay-per-view kind of match <laughs> <laughs> Eric this, they, everyone see, everyone went to see this on pay-per-view
0: But you're watching it for free I
1: was like well You get what you pay for
0: <laughs> Yeah it was called uh, VBW Wrestling uh, I haven't put that out in four years
1: It sounds awesome though
0: But I'll send it to you, like, like You can see on someone's balcony like, There's a whole bunch of people just watching And It is very very unique. Hmm.
1: That's cool. Hmm.
0: I guess it didn't last too long because they haven't done anything in four years. Or they all progressed to be actual wrestlers. Never know.
1: Oh, that was so. uh, What was that? Was that a? That was a huge botch. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Did you see that? What was that? I'm not sure what the hell they're trying to do.
0: Like when Big Brother was uh, going off the ropes. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: what the- <laughs> Don't tell me that's how they ended the match. He hit himself in the head with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's-
1: okay, that's got to be the dumbest, dumbest thing I've ever seen. You tape your own, you tape your own fist up. And then, you, and then you get knocked out by your own fist.
0: And so you lose the match. <laughs> that, that seems like a WCW move who had Kevin Nash. It's very hit. WCW. <laughs> it Kevin Nash got hit by someone. Like, no one was even there, and he lose the match. <laughs> oh, man. Tonight, like, people, like, like there's a conspiracy theory saying that, that a ghost hit him or something.
1: That's too funny.
0: (laughs) That's WWE for like you won't get those finishes anywhere else. Right. Sting's outfit. Hey, Lucky always has ring, good ring attire. Oh, uh, did you guys see Mall of America? Yeah, I see it where they had the first ever Nitro. They had wrestling there. Yeah. It didn't look like the, look nothing like how WCW was, but it looked somewhat in a way how it would look. They had uh, Hunter Cassidy, Rob Van Dam.
1: Really? That's cool.
0: Yeah, the Mall of huh. America. It, it, it didn't look quite like how WCW had it, but it looked somewhat of what they used to do it. L.A. used to have it. I wish uh, that's like news a- to me. I wish, uh, like AEW would run there one time.
1: That would be cool to watch, though AEW in the Mall of America. That'd be great.
0: Or them going to the Hammerstein Ballroom and uh, where, uh, like, ECW used to run. Oh, hmm.
1: Huh.
0: Like ECW, like AEW is more of an ECW, but it could be a little bit of everything. Really, It could be, uh. Little mix of ECW, WCW, old school WWE. Like, cause it's not really yeah. one mix in AEW. Like, there's a like, technical wrestling, offline hardcore wrestling. There's a mixture of a lot of things in AEW. That's
1: the awesome thing about it. I think. See in
0: WWE, it's you kinda, really um... don't. In WWE, all you really have is a uh, halfline and technical. And that's that's what really I could think of. Like, they don't really have like, yeah. a lot of the hardcore wrestling or the gimmicky wrestler. Well I would say like to have a few gimmicky wrestlers like Dan Danhausen or this pizza guy who's been on there recently.
1: Yeah the pizza guy.
0: But the way <laughs> AEW builds them up is like they're top merchandise sellers. Like Orange Cassidy became Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen has become very big merchandise sellers for a wacky character, some would say.
1: I mean, that's, I mean, from a business standpoint, I mean, they're making, they're making all that money in merchandise and all that stuff. I mean, I think that's, that's more, that's more beneficial to the, as far as like, you know, them being with the company longer. They're not going to fire them. They're not going to let them go as long as they're making money for the company.
0: Yeah. If they're making money for you, you're gonna keep them. Exactly. Or you're you're gonna be more eager to keep them. That's why I don't think AEW will get rid of CM Punk. I don't think they. I don't think they
1: keep the goose that lays the golden egg comfortable.
0: I don't think they can afford to lose CM Punk. Really, I don't think they can. Because even though, see, I'm not. uh, Everyone's just picking one side of that. Thing of the elite and CM Punk, everyone's criticizing CM Punk, but no, but it's just it just seems like one person's getting the blame of it all.
1: I mean, I can see I can see they both have blame, but you can't not see yeah. him. Punk's being a bit of an asshole about it all,
0: yeah. He uh, he definitely uh said what he thought at that post media scrum. Yeah, meanwhile, you notice
1: that the books and hangman and all of them they haven't said anything. They have kept their mouth shut. But CM Punk, he's the one that wants to go off on everybody. He go off, went off on Colt. He went off on the Bucks. I think, yeah, Kenny.
0: I think he had it. Because uh, apparently what he was saying was what he was, which I could see it being true, that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega spread rumors to wrestling news sources about CM Punk getting Colt Cabana off TV. But I think – CM Punk was fine with him being on TV because Coca Bennett would have never won against Brian Anderson on and dynamite. Yeah, and I mean, really, I
1: don't think that I don't even think that the Bucks and Kenny needed to spread any rumors about cult and, and Punk because fans already had that idea in their head. Anyway, it wasn't like they needed Punk and Kenny to spread rumors. I mean, most fans were thinking that stuff from the beginning and anyway.
0: Which I I just don't see CM Punk. Have anything to do with Coca Ban and AEW because but like, they never encountered each other like they never, like everything was fine when they were there together until, like basically until Hangman and CM Punk happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, but as but far CM- as business, as as far as business, there's no reason for them to even be maligned with each other. I mean, because I mean they haven't talked in years. I don't see why. And in, in yeah. Punk, I'm not sure why he brought. Brought Code up in the first place at that media scrum. I think because somebody else brought Code up and he yeah. just went off.
0: Yes, yeah, so, yeah. When they first started, a fan asked him about it. And Tony Khan, it was a little bit of Tony Khan's fault. He, Tony Khan, uh, he no commented it. And CM Punk went ahead and went, wool well, blasted on.
1: And yes, I'm saying, though, that's the point I'm making. Tony Khan could have put a smash to all that stuff, but, uh, he could have stopped Khan, it all. He, he told the but person, because of the, because of yeah because CM Punk is the goose lays the golden egg, he let him say what he wanted to say, and all that backlash came about.
0: But Tony Khan, uh, after he saw that, he the person who asked the question, he said, uh, he said he told him like, I'm sorry, I didn't. I, he said, I'm sorry, like I didn't uh, like answer your question first. He said that over and over.
1: But I mean, it, at that whole you thing, wanna. you could—I mean, if you really listen to Tony, he—he he was kind of, I uh, in a roundabout way, he was kind of kissing Sam Punk's ass, and like making it seem like he's the one who made the whole thing work. And that got that got on my nerves a little bit because, I mean, it takes two to tango. He's not the only person in there working. And but if you notice that if you listen back, he made it seem like CM Punk was the one who brought all those asses into the seats. He made it seem like it was him that did all that. And that's where I that's where I kind of disagreed on that whole thing.
0: I mean, I will say that ever since CM Punk has been in AEW, things have ticked up like with ratings, merch sales, ticket sales, YouTube views. Like that's like that's what that's the peak. But uh Things could've been handled in a different way.
1: Yeah, like, like he's put. I feel like he put. He put he, I feel like he put CM Punk on a pedestal. He tried to make him above everybody else, and that really got to me because they're supposed to be like a team effort to build up the company.
0: Like this, really all started with Cody Rhodes. Like CM Punk blamed uh, the Unbox and Kenny for Cody Rhodes leaving, that they couldn't work out their issues. And that's why he said that he works with kids. He, work, he works with children because they can't work out their stuff. That's what he was.
1: <laughs> From what I heard, Cody Rhodes has nothing against Tony at all. It was business. He just he just needed yeah. more money and he went to where he could get it. It wasn't personal. But uh,
0: it was 2020, sometime in 2020. Cody Rhodes and the elite have nothing to do, do with each other. They were not in BTU anymore, sense. they weren't seen on TV together. Had nothing to do with each other. I don't know what happened, but and Sam pump blamed them I mean, for not working out their their, their issues. Which...
1: But really, everybody knows that Cody was always on an island of his own. He's always been like the Bullet Club over there, and I'm with them. I'm Cody with yeah. the Bullet Club. He's, he's it's not it's it, it was never like Cody was in the Bullet Club. It was like Cody with the Bullet Club. You know, you know, he's think- always been that. way. He's always kind of been that way.
0: But I don't think uh, AEW can afford to lose CM Punk. Because this year, like on Shop AEW, the uh, top sellers for the year, there's one, two, three, four, five, six,
3: seven, eight,
0: There's uh there's 14 shirts of CM Punk's that was top sellers of the year. Mm-hmm. And,
2: that's
0: not, and That's not even including like, like, lot like, live merchandise at the shows like, at the merchandise yeah. stand. Because when I went to All Out, like they, it, it, was either buying FTR shirts or CM Punk shirts. Like, especially for the day of All Out, everyone was wearing a CM Punk shirt. Everyone was buying a CM Punk.
1: Like, show, yeah, that makes sense,
0: though. <laughs> it's their biggest merchandise draw that they've ever had. He's like their, uh, he's their biggest. He's, I feel like he's their only way of competing with WWE. Like, mm-hmm. he's their John Cena. He's their. They just, uh oh. but I think this break with CM Punk being injured, like regardless, he's. he's like, like. Uh, regardless, he's still going to be out for uh, eight to nine months being injured. Yeah, so, he's going to be
1: out for a while.
0: So Delete will 100% be back first, so maybe this break will uh, give them all the think about things and the regroup.
1: And the thing is, if I was writing the show, if I was the head writer, I would bring him back as Major Hill and have him make his slow steady pace back to the title picture but, had, but yeah. have him be like this huge hill.
0: Yeah, when he comes back, he's going to have to work his way back up to the world title. There yeah. ain't no way he'll be able to go right back up to it. But I hope they continue. I really want to see him, Jeff, and CM Punk. Like, that's the best feud in AEW history, besides Kim and Megan Hangman. Uh, yeah. Everything just doesn't align with the stars with them. Like, if it wasn't for CM Punk doing that stupid dive in Los Angeles, he never would have got injured in the first place, and never would have had to do an injury. But he decided to do that stupid dive. Like he even said, it was stupid on his part. He dived into the fans and then broke his foot or something.
1: It looked like it really hurt though, because when he washed his foot, it didn't look like a really comfortable little landing that it, on the like he said on
0: the barricade. He, like he said, when he first hit, it, he didn't feel anything, but once he started walking to the ring, he started feeling it. And then he wrestled on it, and I just made it even worse. So if if that if that would have never happened, uh, MJF would have won the title at all out. Then probably, MJF comes back yeah. at all out. CM Punk gets injured again, and then he gets suspended.
1: I mean I, I, I'm, I'm predicting that MJF is going to at least get that title. It's going to get the title before the year's over with, before the end of next year. I'll put it like that. He's going to be a champion.
0: He'll probably win it at full gear. Next month, because he's got the, uh, the golden chip that he won out, out.
1: I forgot all about that. That's true. He does have the chip.
0: But I don't understand their rules for that, because Tony Khan said he gets, he gets a match opportunity the t- MJFs, so and he can cash it in at any time.
1: Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm going by what MJF says. I'm saying, like, if he says he can cash it any time, that's what's going to happen. He's the whole door of the chip.
0: I don't think he's going to cash it in, though, because – If he does, who is Moxley, who is he going to go against at full gear?
1: Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. They should should just make a huge match out of it.
0: Moxley versus MJF at full gear.
1: Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying.
0: Because if they had MJF win it, then do MJF and Moxley again at full gear. You're just repeating, you're, you're doing the same thing with CM Punk and Moxley again, like how they did before. And I, I think MJF versus Moxley would be a big-time main event pay-per-view match.
1: Okay, good point. Okay, yeah. Okay, I didn't think about it. I don't that. know.
0: That should... it, it's like if he cashes it in, who would he go against at full gear? Because I, I know Moxley is going to have to be at full gear because since they've lost a lot of their star – not all of it, but you know, CM Punk yeah. and the Elite being out. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how all that plays out because none of this is, is predictable. I, I don't know mm. – What's gonna happen, which the giant? Oh, hit <laughs> with the chair!
1: Look at the fans, I man! They're losing their minds, though. That's crazy.
0: Nowadays, oh, that was a that was a pretty bad. Chokeslam right there. (laughs) They got a chair. Sting and Hogan. I'm surprised I got him that clothesline out of the ring like that. With with, with like the way they had the chair. Oh. (laughs) What (laughs) the... Who was the wrestler or the manager who uh like they would blow a a, a whistle when they would come out? Was it uh, Bill uh, Afons? That was
1: um Bill Alfonso, the Fonz.
0: He was uh RVD's manager, Sabu's manager. his kinda of like Bobby yeah. He managed a lot of people. Yeah, like he's gonna think Tass that he Sabu,
1: would Sabu, a few people, yeah.
0: He would bring he had have that whistle and he would blow it non stop.
1: He tells the best stories, though. If you ever watch his shoot interviews, he tells he tells great stories.
0: Six days away from murder. He was there. Food.
1: That he I believe, I believe Bill Alfonso was there the night that that uh, Bruiser Brody didn't sell for Lex Luger, and Lex Luger hopped hopped out of the uh, the the cage and ran out the arena. Because because Bruiser Brody wouldn't sell him, and Bruiser, He thought Bruiser Brody was about to really kill him, which he probably was.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bruiser Brody was a big dude. He uh, Nick Camara, Yeah, he was he, huge. Nick Cummarata in AEW reminds me a lot of of him. He's kind of yeah. uh, he's kind of different away from his other character. He's got the hat on and he's not. He, has, he doesn't the same character anymore, but. I mm-hmm. believe Nick Kamar could be a big a huge star in AEW in the in the coming years. Mm-hmm. Right now he's a jobber because it's with KT Marshall, but.
1: Mm-hmm. but Yeah, that's who I heard that story from was the fans? It was pretty funny because they have a video of it too. They have a video <laughs> of Lex Luger hitting on Bruiser and Bruiser's just standing there just staring at him. And then Luger's like, Luger's like, fuck this. He helps out because it was a cage match, and Luger goes over the cage, and just hottails it out the building. He just goes because he wasn't because Bruiser, Bruiser, uh, Bruiser wasn't selling at all. He was just looking, just he was like a like a statue. Yeah, and I, I mean I, that would scare anybody if you if if you know you're sitting there hitting him and he's not selling for you. <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen? But I'm thinking he's gonna attack me. So,
0: especially a big guy like Brody, uh, Bruiser Brody. Like, I don't know if I would have done that.
1: But if you ever yeah, get a I'm chance, not... look at that up on YouTube. There's a video of Lake Slater running running away from Bruiser. It's funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was pretty much it for the WCW reaction. That was end of twelve. Uh, I don't know how we'll do the next. That one was because, awesome. Uh, I don't know if uh, the next episode is a pay-per-view, World War 3, or it was a Nitro. I'm not sure. I'm about to look that up of how it is in chronological order. But okay, my favorite episode was episode eleven. I,
1: yeah, I, I was about to say that. My, my My favorite one was probably the first one.
0: Like uh, episode eleven was better than twelve, but I did like Eddie Guerrero and. Brian that was probably the best match on the card. Yeah, and the best match on, best match on eleven was probably Dean Demonenko and Sting. Yeah, uh,
1: fast John... paced. It
0: was great. But John B Bad and Eddie Guerrero was pretty good too. That was a pretty good match.
1: Yeah, they, I think they're coming. They're going to have a match at the pay per view, I believe.
0: Uh, yeah, the World War Three for the uh, was the television title for the. Uh,
1: I think he's the either television or cruiserweight. I forget.
0: Yeah, I, I know Johnny Bell's got a title because he beat a uh, DDP for it.
1: Yeah, it's probably the but TV yeah. title then.
0: I see that the United States or TV is one of those two belts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it for a uh, W reaction uh, episodes 11 and Twelve. Uh, I look forward to doing this every Monday. Uh, get back to doing these every Monday.
1: Um, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll be back Wednesday for our AEW Dynamite live reaction. And then uh, Thursday, Carly's possibly having her show. And then Friday, we have um, Rampage. Uh, Rampage will be kind of two hours. Uh, Rampage will be live. And then right to Rampage. All well, the belts will be live. So it's two, it's two hours of live AEW. Okay, uh, cool. We'll be doing that. But yeah, definitely check out the Elliot's own social media accounts and leave the description below Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitch, and Spotify to uh, definitely our Facebook and Twitter to catch up with all of our uh, special guest announcements when we're going live um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah, we will see. Well, and definitely check out the Ollie's own YouTube channel right here, about right 225. Uh, my goal is to get to 300 by the end of this year. The coming, year is coming to an end real fast. So I think it can be done, though.
1: Yeah, we got this.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll see you guys Wednesday for Dynamite.
1: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Peace.